Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Totally, totally, Radley. Inside access to all things Adley. The 2-0 to Rutschman is smoked out to right. You can forget about this baseball. On your home for them O's. All I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. 105.7, the fan, man. That rhymes. Orioles lineup, Adley Rutschman DHing, leading off. Uh, Brian Mountcastle batting second at first. Faith Anthony Santander on right field batting third. Austin Hayes back in the lineup in left field batting fourth. Gunnar Henderson batting fifth at shortstop. Jordan Westberg, the second baseman, batting sixth. Ramon Orioles, the third baseman, batting seventh. James McCann behind the plate again, batting eighth. And Jorge Mateo back in center field, batting ninth. Uh, interesting lineup. And Adley back at the DH. Yeah, I mean, look, we've been chronicling this now for the better part of a couple of weeks, and this will now be his seventh time in his last 15 starts that he's at DH. So it's almost a 50-50 split now. The 13 starts prior, just two times DHing. So that's a fairly steep dichotomy. 12 runs driven in in his last 11 games as a DH. Guys, when he DHs, he hits a home run every four and a half games. When he catches, he gets a home run every 10 games. Obviously, a pretty stark contrast, the RBI numbers. Uh, 19 driven in in 28 games as a DH. 34 driven in in 79 games as a catcher. So I'm into this trend. The trend is their friend. I like it for a lot of reasons. Um, In part because, don't look now, but James McCann is a 908 OPS in his last 10 starts. Bone. And the O's are 8-2 and two in those games. And McCann has hits in eight of those ten games, including six extra base hits and five driven in. We know a lot of that was one night at the Mets' expense. But still, McCann's uh, last ten games, 333, 375, 533 slash line. Um, and Adley's delivering in the leadoff spot as well, uh, getting on base over 40% of the time. And that's helped buoy some of this confidence in this move where – Adley, as you said, it, it, you look at the season-long numbers of him at, at DH as opposed to catcher, his slugging percentage is almost 60 points higher. And we're in the dog days of summer, guys. I mean, it's August, yeah. it's Baltimore, it's humid, it's hot. So getting him more rest, and we know that his defense kind of uh, suffered a little bit earlier, and I think getting him off his legs a bit is definitely helping him out. But James McCann, and we talked with Jim Hunter about this, uh, you know, especially over this stretch, but all season long, defensively, I mean, he's been strong. He's one of the best controllers of the run game in baseball. He's top five guy in throwing runners out at second base, which is something Adley struggled with. And, guys, this one's real telling to me because you go back to Sunday and Adley's DHing, day off Monday, you think, okay, coming off a day off. Now, there is a day game looming again 
on Thursday. Yeah. But still, for him to be back DHing today and not catching um, on, you know, a Grayson Rodriguez start where yeah. he's still getting his feet wet, I think is very telling in a multitude of ways about what this team thinks of his bat when he's not manning the tools of ignorance, or at least that's what they called him when yeah. Gigi and I were, yes. were growing up. Um, and then also what McCann's been able to do, um, you look at Bradish's ERA with McCann and Adley, it, it, it's a run low with McCann. Now, I, I don't know how much of this is just circumstantial or whatever, but I think it's kind of the best of both worlds. And because McCann missed so much time early in the year, I feel like he's fresh. Remember, he started the year on the aisle. I remember seeing him at yeah. Bowie early in the year. He had the rehab. Then he went back on the aisle. So he should be pretty fresh, and this is working out real well for all players. Yeah, and the other thing is, and Tim alluded to it a minute ago, like Adley was catching way too damn much. They needed to get him off his feet. It was affecting his play, especially defensively and offensively for that matter. And if you're if you're assuming, and I know sometimes when you assume, you, you, you get yourself in trouble, but if you're hoping for a long playoff run, Yes. Adley Rushman's going to be catching in those games. Like, they're, they're not well. – yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're going to – like, James McCann, I like I, I think they're best – in the playoffs, I'm going to assume Adley Rushman's behind the plate. Maybe I'm going to be the one looking like an idiot. But you, you want to have him fresh as possible in the playoffs. Well, look, in the middle of July, he was on pace to appear in 154 games, and that was um, pretty extreme, we'd all agree. And when we talked about this very topic – before the season began, I think we all went and did some research about what's reasonable for a 25-year-old catcher. And we were thinking, you know, a total of 140, 145 games. You know, maybe DH in 30 to 40, catching 100-something. Um, and maybe that's how it will ultimately play out. Although I tend to think this number is still going to probably be close to 150. Something else I've been tracking with Adley. For the first half of the year, you could almost guarantee he was going to take the first pitch. I mean, remember when that was sort of a thing yeah. where it was almost like J.J. Hardy-esque? If you look at the splits, Adley, when he takes the first pitch, batting 256, slugging just 396, 760 OPS. That's 425 plate appearances when he took the first pitch. When he swings at the first pitch, just 52 plate appearances. Again, most of the time he doesn't do it. 388 average, 423 on base percentage, 1,031 OPS. Well, it's something like that we—it's it, something that we were talking about earlier in the year with Gunnar Henderson. Where is he being a little too patient? Do you want him to start ambushing some of those first pitches because limited sample size, like you were saying, 52 plate appearances, but the numbers bear it out, man. I mean, it might be worth it. No, some of that is the right pitcher, and sure. you know he's probably yeah. pitching a fastball, and you ambush a first pitch fastball or whatever. But I'll say this. He's been – the whole – like the DH, the amping up of the DH has happened around the same time as the leadoff thing, right? So he's been leading off. A lot of times he's leading off. He's DHing. And the run production's still there. So, I mean, the 12 driven in in his last 11 games DHing, um, you know, speaks for itself. And we were sitting here around the All-Star break saying, man, Adley, 40 RBIs. That yeah. seems a little low. Like, that seems a little light. And we were talking about should he drop down in the lineup. They moved him up. And his run production's increased, I think, in part because he's DHing a lot of those times and he's hitting the ball harder. Uh, I want to get to one non-Adley topic before we step out, and that's Jorge Mateo back in center field. Austin Hayes back in the lineup, but Jorge Mateo, another game in center field. Your thoughts? Um, look, I, I think they're looking at it a couple different ways, right? One being they're facing another tough lefty, so we want right-handed bats. Um, would we rather have Mateo batting eighth or ninth or Kowser? It's clear at this point. Or McKenna. Or McKenna. It, right. It's clear at this point, and McKenna obviously right side, Kowser left side, 
this guy right side. It's clear they'd rather prefer that. Um, I think they're using this as an opportunity with 70 wins to experiment a little bit, and you start thinking about your playoff roster. And is, and we had this debate when we talked about the Mateo versus Frazier thing when it looked like somebody had to go. Can they cultivate enough depth value in Mateo as a center fielder and a shortstop and a late game speed demon to justify his existence in that spot? And the more you see him do this in games where you have a three-game lead, um, it's obviously a lot different than the playoffs where it's do or die. And that's exactly where I'm at. I think they're just trying to justify keeping him on the roster right now. The more you can do, and we know that this organization preaches versatility, but I think it's very clear just going back to, what, Sunday, the yeah. first day where he was in center, that they're they're going to keep him. I, yeah, I would be keep surprised. Him unless, he gives, unless this fails. Yeah. Yeah, if he boots a They're couple giving of him every opportunity does, right now. If he is does what, what Ortega did sure, Sunday sure. a couple of times, yeah. right, then – I, I think they're creating an opportunity yes. to see the full diversity of his skill set. Is it going to guarantee his roster spot on the playoff roster? I don't necessarily think so. Um, because Joey Ortiz is going to keep doing what he's doing in Norfolk, and at a certain point, if Jorge Mateo isn't a super sub, you know, what are you doing? And I'd also say I'm keeping my eye on people who are dfa Like, it's hard for anybody to hit the O's and waivers anymore because they're now at the bottom of the waiver order and not the top. But, like, Ramon Laureano was just DFA. Now, he didn't get to them. I don't know if they put yeah. a claim in him or not. But that's a guy who, if you're looking for someone with speed, yeah. late-inning guy, and a stud gold-caliber yes. center yes. fielder who's your fourth or fifth outfielder, I think they're going to continue to weigh those things. There's going to be teams looking to shed salary. There's going to be teams floating people on waivers. And if they make a move like that, guess what? Jorge Mateo might be the odd man out. Inside Access, we are live at Pickles across the street from Oral Park at Cam Yards where the Orioles begin a three-game set with the Astros tonight at 7. Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney and Ryan Ripken will be right here at 6, right here at Pickles. Uh, coming up next, we continue to talk Orioles, and we look at some of the, or all the young dudes. And Jordan Westbrook and Colton Kowser, are they two ships passing in the night? We'll explain next here on The Fan. Inside Access. The baby birds are growing up. We're on an excellent trajectory here. This group is going to help us keep taking a step forward. All the young dudes. It's liftoff from here for this team. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Orioles taking on the Astros tonight, 7 o'clock. Baltimore baseball tonight, 6. Bob Haney, Ryan Ripken right here at Pickles where we are in Jordan Westberg in the lineup, batting sixth at second base. Colton Cowser not in the lineup. Now they are facing a tough lefty. But uh, starting with Westberg, Jason, I don't know about you, I've loved his approach yeah. at the plate, and I really like the defense at second base. His arm is stronger and his range is greater than Frazier, who has made some big plays. Yeah, um, and look, if you look at the stat cast numbers, his, his arm is by no means elite, but I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think he's rangier um, and throws better than Frazier. Uh Look, if you just look at some of the raw numbers, the old school numbers, for a kid as young as he is, as inexperienced as he is, you'll take it. 274 batting average, 330 on base percentage. His OPS plus is 114. That's a little more new age, but that's 14% better production than the average major leaguer. He's got a six-game hit streak during which he's got eight hits, a home run, a double, three driven in. Uh just three strikeouts during that six-game stretch. Stretch The strikeouts are a little elevated again. That's going to come with his attempts for more power. 922 OPS during that six-game hitting streak. 
over his last 15 games, guys. He's got an 865 OPS with five extra base hits and five driven in. Uh, Gigi talked about his ability to, to work counts. And what I love is some of this stuff doesn't show up in the numbers right away. But you keep hitting the ball hard and you mm-hmm. keep hitting it on the barrel. The numbers will tell you good things will follow. And his average exit velocity is much higher than the league average. He's hitting the sweet spot of the bat 40% of the time. The league average is 33. He's hitting the ball over 95 miles an hour 45% of the time. The league average is 36. And really, he's destroying fastballs. He's destroying sliders. There's one pitch giving him trouble, and it's the changeup. He's batting 125 and slugging 125 off the changeup. I mentioned his hard hit rate, 45%. His hard hit rate against the changeup, 12.5%. He's swinging and missing at half the changeup he sees. Now, I don't think that's going to continue forever. I mean, that's you're not going to swing it and miss at half of any pitch you see at this level. But you're going to see mostly fastballs. This has become a slider-heavy league. And sure, the book's out on him right now. If I'm giving you these numbers, every pitching coach in the league knows throw this guy a change even if you don't have a great one but for him to be doing what he's doing off the other pitches um and for the power to starting you're starting to see it manifest itself i'm really excited about what he's bringing to the table he's just been so steady ever since he got called up and we know that it was long overdue he played a billion games at triple a and the defense has been there and guys we haven't seen adam frazier since august 3rd and I, I don't think that's coincidence. Nope. I mean, right now, Jordan Westberg is the better player. He's the better defender. You know, I, I know that Frazier's got some pop, but Westberg, known yeah. for having the pop. Um, my buddy, a bomb the yeah, other Oh, day. my gosh. My buddy gave this, granted, completely different positions, but in terms of persona. Like a Nick Markakis. Kind of that calm, mm-hmm. steady player. Intense. Yeah, and I, I was thinking I could kind of see that. Yeah, I hard nose. See that. Yeah, uh, doesn't really turn the law off, right? Yeah, that focus. The game face comes on in the parking lot when he pulls up. Yeah, and doesn't really come off until maybe he gets home. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll buy some of that. Um, let Let's go to the Cowser part of this equation, yes. and I, I do want to give him some credit. I thought Saturday might have been as good a game as he's had in the majors. He went one for three with a walk. He had a stolen base, and he had an outfield assist. Yes. But it has been a tough go for Colton Cowser. Yeah. Look, there's an adjustment here. There's an adjustment to the pitching. There's an adjustment to these ballparks that have levels to them that the minor leagues don't. Um, there's an adjustment to being asked to you know play some different positions. I don't know what the future holds for Colton Cowser. He absolutely merited a, a good little look-see here. That's been granted. We haven't heard any news about Cedric Mullins or Aaron Hicks today. Mullins played two full games, one in center field and one in DH for Bowie over the weekend. Uh, it looked to me like they were trying to get him ready to be back here somewhat soon, given the level of that workload and how well he came through. And, yeah, I would think that you're looking at, obviously, McKenna and Kowser as guys who you know, could be headed back to Norfolk. They obviously have options. You know, if slash when Hicks and, and Mullins are activated, and there's things that Kowser can learn from that. Well, who do you think's the first to go? Uh, because, obviously, Mullins is going to be here before Hicks because Hicks hadn't even started a rehab assignment. Well, I would think it depends on if it's the lefty or the switch hitter. If it's Mullins, I would think it's probably Kowser, and they might want to keep the other right-handed bat. Um, 
you know, just a guess, and you'd probably want to get Kowser. You'd be more concerned about Kowser getting back into the regular flow of playing every day versus McKenna, who you know is never doesn't have regular upside yeah. for you anyway. Right? His upside here is best-case scenario, fourth outfielder, which means you're not playing regularly. So, yeah, I, I think if that is the move and if Mullins – look, I saw him Saturday night. He was very impressive for how much time he's missed with both those injuries. Then, yeah, my my suspicion is it's it's probably Kowser. Um and he's another guy. I thought he'd be running a little more, and maybe it's just that he was here at a time where they went six games without a time, you know, attempting a steal for whatever reason. But I thought we'd see a little more of his full toolkit than we did. And struggling hitting, not a shock to me, um, especially some of the off-speed stuff. But yeah, you know, it, it was it was bumpy at times in the field, and you didn't yeah, see. You, you didn't re- that athleticism didn't really no, that's the that to the fore. That was kind of the most surprising kind thing. Of stilted at times. Yeah, that was the most surprising thing of Kowser thus far. Is I, I did expect him to be better defensively, look more fluid. Yeah, because like you're saying, it just kind of looks a little janky. But with Kowser, look, he absolutely deserved the call up when he did. And we'll see what happens. I mean, once Hicks and Mullins come back, you would expect those to be the two corresponding moves. But despite, you know, his rocky play at the plate, I mean, he's had big moments. His first game against the Yankees, him and Westberg had those back-to-back big hits, driving in runs. He drove in the game-winning run in Tampa. He drove in the game-winning run in Philly. Philly. And then you mentioned the Mets game over the weekend. So he's had moments. It's just the And he's seeing almost five pitches per at-bat, which is staggering. You surprised Mullins ain't here? I don't, not, not really. I didn't really know what to expect. I, 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 the thing that surprised me was sitting there Saturday night, and I kept turning to Mateo, like, after his third at-bat, saying, well, I think, you know, that's probably it for said. You know what I mean? Or after the fifth inning, kind of thinking, that's probably it for said in the field. And he, he played all nine innings and, and got all six at-bats and then came around the next day, day game, and, again, wasn't in the field, but played nine innings as a DH. So I don't know what they, like, nobody's home. You know, like, Bowie's on the road, Norfolk's on the road. Like, I don't – I mean, are they going to send him to Jacksonville? Because that's where the Norfolk Tides are, you know? Or does he do the rest of it kind of like Hicks is doing? Just here, at, you know, okay, you played those two games. Now you're going to do simulated game. You're going to do batting – you know what I mean? You're going to do batting practice. You're going to go outside with the trainers and sprint from first to third. I, I don't know. Inside access here on a Tuesday. We're live at Pickles. Coming out and see us. We'll be here until 6. Then Baltimore baseball tonight. Bob Haney, Ryan Ripken takes over. Coming up next, Ravens training camp has wrapped up for the day at one winning drive. Our buddy Cordell Woodland will join us next here on The Fan. Inside access. Inside the warehouse and inside the castle. Inside access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Orioles back in action against the Astros tonight. Ravens wrapping up another day of training camp. Let's go out to Cordell Woodland. Of course, covers the O's and Ravens for us here on 1057 The Fan. Also shaking up sports weekday, weeknights here on The Fan. And Cordell, uh, practice in the books today. Uh, doing some reading. It looks like Odell Beckham, uh, as Harp said yesterday, not injured and had himself a hell of a day. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. He caught him. I mean, you know, he gave a, a Odell Beckham type of highlight in the one-on-one uh, where he he caught a one-hander over Kavon Seymour 
over there, and it was it wasn't an easy play, but Odell just finds a way to make it look easy. He kind of catches it, I think, with his right hand, and as he's coming down, he transfers it to his left. So it, it was it was a really smooth play. But I would say even better than that, uh, in the team session, uh, there was a play where Lamar had threw him a deep ball, and he did a great job of changing speeds on that go route against Marlin and stacks him, and they were able to connect. And there's been times where it's been the ball has been put there and Odell drops it or Odell wins and Omar kind of overshoots him. Today wasn't that type of day, and really not just for Odell, but for Andrews and some of these other guys as well. I tweeted it. I, today I saw more big plays connected than I have really to this point in camp. Well, uh, that's what I was going to ask you about. Now, I've, I've only been out there twice. You've been out there every day. But the days I was out there, not only was there no connections, it, there was no intent. Like, it, it, everything, and I get it. You're working on a third, you know, third and short period or whatever. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From midfield, okay. Um, and you're working red zone. I get it. There's no deep shots to be had. But it just didn't seem to me like that they were really even working on pushing the ball downfield. Certainly not in 11-on-11 scenarios how much of of that in general have you seen given your you know everyday portal into this yeah i mean that's that's a pretty fair assessment right there it hasn't been uh i would say a conscious effort to push the ball down the field um and maybe that is due to some of the scenarios that they're putting in place for for that session um at the time but i uh, kind of what i've gotten out of it is i think lamar's just trying to get in a habit of taking whatever the defense is giving him. And we're seeing him throw to the running backs a lot more in practice, way more than we have in games. We'll see if it translates to the game. Mm-hmm. But at least to this point, we have seen him check it down quite a bit. He is hitting a lot of those quick routes, a lot more back shoulder passes uh, than I've seen in the past. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's really him trying to hone on, hone into what the defense has given him. But I have seen him at times kind of almost force a pass down the field and ironically when it's really not there sometimes it is and I got to give the Ravens defense credit I mean they do a great job those guys on the back end of really making sure 
nothing is getting over top. So when they do take those shots deep, a lot of times it's into double coverage. They haven't had too many one-on-one situations deep. And when they do, either Lamar overthrows them or the pass is Mm -hmm. dropped or something like that. So today was just a day where it seemed like Lamar was able to get on the same page with some of his other big play weapons. Still no J.K. Dobbins, Cordell. And John Harbaugh said that they've been talking. He's hoping to see him practice soon. Are you expecting Dobbins to be back on the field prior to Saturday's game against Philly, or do you think this lingers in the next week? Yeah, I'd be surprised if we see Dobbins this week. I mean, what's going to change between today and what they don't? We're not out here Friday, so I guess between today and Thursday, I don't. I don't think much is going to change in that. And uh, I I don't know how long this is going to go. I really don't know what the end game is for J.K. Dobbins here because I I just – and, look, I'm usually pro player. I I truly am. Um, But in this this situation, I I just look at it, and I don't know what the positive result would be for him. I mean, I look at what's going on while he's been sitting out, and I can't sit here and say that I feel like he's helped his chances – to get signed. I don't think that this is a situation where two years ago when Lamar Jackson didn't show up to OTAs and stuff and the Ravens got a good look at what they have at the quarterback Mm -hmm. position behind Lamar and it wasn't something that they wanted to see for too long. I'm not saying that J.K. Dobbins isn't the best back on this team. He clearly is. But I don't think it's a situation to where they feel like life can't go on without him. It, It has. It's already gone on throughout camp. I mean, they still had the same practices. They've got capable backs back there. Gus Edwards, Melvin Gordon, they like Justice Hill. And the fact that they have Lamar Jackson in their backfield gives them an even bigger boost because regardless of who the running back is, the run game truly will never disappear. Lamar Jackson pretty right. much guarantees they will be able to run the ball. So this just isn't the sim- It's just not the type of situation that I believe – that what he's doing right now will work for him. I, I, I ultimately believe he does return at some point. He's got to get out here um, because he can't make himself any money by hiding inside the building. Just a, it's just a matter of when it'll happen. With him out, have you found yourself sort of uh, your eyes going to uh, justice a little bit, especially in these red zone situations where he's always had – that skill set that we kind of thought Greg Roman could tap into more if he really wanted to, or whether it was Greg and, you know, and Lamar not really emphasizing those passes. But when I see him out in space um, in this, in, in sort of the, the, the seeds, right, the genesis of this uh, scheme, I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I mean, you definitely are. Look, Justice is a quick guy. He's fast, he's shifty, and he's smart. And we were talking to running back coach Willie Taggart today, and, and he summed up Justice – Justice Hill perfectly. I mean, he does everything right. That's why the tr- the coaches trust him so much. That's why they ask him to do so many different things from being not just a running back, but also he's arguably one of their best special teams players uh-huh. as well. So, I mean, he is a guy that they trust. And, I mean, look, we've seen how Justice Hill himself has worked himself back from that ACL injury a couple of years ago. He's been out here every day uh, throughout the offseason. It's got to help him and help his calls. And in terms of just seeing him on the field, yeah, I mean, look, he, he definitely has probably the best burst out of the running backs that I expect to make this roster, meaning between him, Gordon, and Gus Edwards. 
Um, I, I, I do think that he is. He has, he obviously has some shiftiness to him. They could make it work with that backfield. But again, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying that the Ravens don't need J.K. Dobbins. That's not right. what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that I do believe that this is an offense that will still be able to run the ball with or without J.K. We're speaking to Cordell Woodland. It's inside access on the fan. Cordell, Jeff Zerebeck, covers the Ravens for the Athletic, just tweeted out not that long ago, Jadavion Clowney was in the building for a free agent visit. Do you like the fit with Clowney in Baltimore? Possible fit? Um, some aspects I do. I, I, I think that he, look, they brought in a guy like JPP last year. I think Jadavion Clowney is an upgrade there. He's a he's more of a run stopper than a pass rusher than people would like to admit. I think people have to get past this Jadavion Clowney being thought of as this great pass rusher. He hasn't been that really throughout his career. It's not who he is, but he has yep. always been a very good uh, guy in the run game. And I think that he could help them set the edge. He's a strong guy. And, look, he could pitch in and help with your pass rush as well. But I do think his, his style of play does fit with the Ravens, too. Is it a good fit in, a, in its entirety? I don't know. I mean, he has been kind of known to have his complaints about how he's been used on some of his past teams, even while he's on the team sometimes. And that's just obviously that's not the type of thing that they want here. Um, so I, I don't know if it's a fit from that standpoint, but just from an X's and O's, I could definitely see it work because, again, they brought in JPP last year, and I think Clowney would be an upgrade in that same type of role. Cordell, when are you shaking it up again? Uh, I'll be on tonight after BBT at 7 o'clock. We'll be talking about, uh, obviously, what's going on here at practice, of a little bit about the O's, hopefully more on the field with the O's tonight uh, as they yeah. take on the Astros. But, yeah, we'll have a lot to get into. All right, thanks, buddy. We'll thanks, talk again soon. Appreciate it, guys. Yep, Cordell Woodland shaking up sports tonight after BBT right here on The Fan. Coming up next, we'll talk some more Ravens and Orioles with our friend Rita Hubbard. Rita joins us next here on The Fan. Inside, inside, inside. access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. It's not just a radio show. This is your inside access to the facts that others ignore. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles beginning a big series with the Astros tonight at Camden Yards. From Baltimore Baseball tonight, Ryan Ripken, Bob Haney. Starts at 6 right here at Pickles where we are. And the Ravens just wrapped up another day of training camp. A perfect time to have our weekly chat with Rita Hubbard, who joins us now. And, Rita, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. I'll start with yesterday's off-the-field Orioles news. Just your thoughts on the Kevin Brown of it all. Um, It's so incredibly embarrassing on on, on so many levels, right? The... The team is playing really well, and yet we're having a conversation about this. Um, not only is it a distraction from what's going on in, that's good, finally, with the Orioles, but then when you find out what he got suspended for, it's just incredibly silly. Um, it feels, you know, like they're trying to, you know, tell people what to do, even though I don't have, I don't understand what the issue is because clearly a graphic was made with the information there, but I'm confused on why he couldn't have said what he said. I definitely thought that he had done something else. Like, I was like, there's no way 
that that is why he had got suspended. And there was some, you know, other things floating out that I was like, all right, you know, all of this is silly, but it makes more sense. But then when it was confirmed that that's the reason why, it's just, it's really sad that with everything going well, that they still have to continue to do things to make us have these conversations about management and about ownership, things that essentially was a distraction. We weren't having these conversations before now because the team on the field was playing so good. Now we're back to having these ridiculous, unnecessary conversations um, and alleviating what the good has been done temporarily on the field. So I really, you know, I see, I saw some rumors that he's going to be reinstated. Okay, fine. This honestly has gone way too long. Um, and, and good for them. But ultimately, you did not need this type of distraction with the season that the Orioles were having. Completely agree, Rita. Well, let, let's get to the play on the field. Orioles, they're hosting the defending champs. The Astros, Grayson Rodriguez on the mound. And it's a Tuesday. Are you going to be coming out? What are, what are, yep. Fired up for the series? I will be there tonight. Y'all know Tuesday is my day. So I, I yes. definitely be, will be there. It's funny because... What got lost in all of this Orioles, you know, talk about Kevin Brown is like Dusty Baker's comments about, you know, this is probably their biggest, you know, uh, situation going on. Well, I I would like Dusty Baker. Listen, I'm not – this is no disrespect because obviously Houston Astros are World Series champions. They're the reigning champions. So, yes, this is a big series. But you're not Tampa – Okay, you're not even the Texas Rangers at this point. So, yes, this is a this is a, a, a good series, but Tampa was the biggest series that the Orioles had to deal with this year, not the Houston Astros, who's not even first place in their own division. We got other fish to fry, and y'all was kind of on the list, but y'all wasn't that high on the list. I hope Dusty heard what I had to say because I heard what you had to say yesterday, Dusty. So you, he's a fan of the show. So yeah. you 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 took a little umbrage then. See, I uh, thought this was all in good faith, like all in good fun, I should say. I, it was right. It was. I'm just I'm just clarifying. That okay. I'm, all, all I'm doing is clarifying is that the Astros ain't that high on the list as of right now. On terms of big series, we got some other big series we needed to worry about. And they wasn't top of the list. That's all I'm trying to say. They need to worry about okay. their own backyard, yes. which is getting the first place in their own division, as opposed to the little cute little jibber jabber that they said about this being a huge series for the Orioles. That's all. I'm just clarifying. Yep, That's yep. it. Uh, understood. Understood. Uh, your level of enthusiasm for the fake football uh, kickoff here. We got we got football this weekend. Something sort of like it. Uh, you know what's funny? It, you know, I used to love preseason because it obviously meant, you know, football was back in some um, <laughs> perspective. Capacity. Uh, yeah. Some capacity, right? Um, but the Hall of Fame game was so bad, y'all. Oof. Like, yeah. it was so bad. I mean, I've, I've kind of been like, uh, when it comes to preseason games anyway, I've changed how I view it. So now it's really just how I see where these guys are in terms of, like, young players that have been drafted or guys that have been picked up in free agency. That's really what I I care about it now. I really don't care about it any old type of way. And then you know now we're doing this thing because it's preseason time that the Ravens have all won all of these consecutive preseason games. And I'm like, 
Am, am I am I wrong for wanting somebody to just blow this? Yes. Okay, I'm wrong or no? You're, no, you're no, right. You're, you're right. You're right. Okay, I want this to be over. Like, okay, I do not care about consecutive preseason wins. I do think it's pretty cool because it. it I guess from a depth from a depth perspective. It tells you that the Ravens are pretty well-rounded in that regard. But honestly, I don't care. I just want somebody to just take us out of our misery. So if the Philadelphia Eagles are listening, any fans, tell them, please, be like Rex Ryan did back in the day where he tried to win a preseason game <laughs> when he was trying his damnness when he was a coach. Please take us out of our misery and break this streak so we do not have to talk about this anymore. It's so unnecessary and irrelevant. Rita Hubbard, last thing for you. Uh, Jadavian Clowney in the building today. Would you like to see the Ravens bring in Clowney? I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an under. I'm underwhelmed by it. You know, Clowney has moved around a lot. Um, he's a great. He's a great athlete, but he's another year older. I mean, um, I, I love Justin Houston. I understand that Justin Houston was is older. Um, but the, the leadership that he had, and I thought that now with you having a Jabo out there, the less is more mentality would have kicked in where he wouldn't have had to play that many snaps. And then when he was able to come in, he would be able to be dominant. So I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm still kind of missing it. I'm sad that, that Houston is gone. So, look, if they sign Clowney for some depth, I'm not mad at it. I just don't – I'm indifferent about it. I guess that's, that's where I'm at with it. I'm indifferent. <laughs> That's fair. They've been flirting with him for a long time, Rita. Like, it seems yep. like every offseason. Yep. yep. So is this going to be the year or not? Like, fifth time's the charm, Rita. Here? I think the fifth, fifth time's the charm. It's like, a, it's like a never-ending episode of The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, come on. Can we get off the hamster wheel? What are y'all going to do? Are you going to do something, or are we just going to continue to do this flirting thing every offseason that he's available? Yeah. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> Rita Hubbard, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the game. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see you out here. Yeah, maybe we'll see you. All right, guys. See you soon. All right. Take care. Hey, coming up next, a little purple rain in the forecast. Jadavian Clowney in the building for the Ravens. What's left on the edge market? Is that a fit? We'll discuss purple rain next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.